It's time for a Tech Tuesday, and Carmi Levy is here, our News Talk 1010 tech expert. Good morning, Carmi. Good morning, John. Great to be here. Okay, so I was just checking on my iPhone to see what uh, operating system I have. I'm not sure if I have this latest update, but apparently there's a red flag in it. Yeah, it's a, so if you're at 17.1, uh, you will have had a new feature that was added. It's called Name Drop. Uh, and the way to find it is you go into Settings, General, AirDrop. It's sort of a, com it's a companion to the AirDrop feature that's been around for a while that makes it easy for us to share photos. This uh, makes it easy for us to share contact information um, so that you, you place your iPhone near someone and it uses wireless connectivity, in this case, Bluetooth, to, uh, uh, to send or receive a contact from someone who's nearby. Great at meetings, great at conventions, things like that, when you bump into strangers, parties, uh, and it's awesome. But there's a security concern with it as well. You're, you know, our kids are carrying these phones as well. It makes it insanely easy for a stranger to uh, essentially drive by, kind of get close to an individual and then ask to share content with someone. That that content may or may not be appropriate. And certainly as parents, we wouldn't want our kids to have that. Police forces uh, everywhere are, are, are uh, sharing warnings about it. And we're kind of seeing them sort of pop up all over social media because when it's first installed on your phone, when you get the updates, the new version of iOS, it's automatically turned on. And which, where, from where I sit, is kind of dirty pool. Tech companies do this all the time. You want to go in and turn it off so that you have the option and that if you are out in public, uh, no one can just unconsciously or very easily walk up to you and send you content without your without your express consent. All right. Well, you know, I'm kind of a, an idiot when it comes to tech. Where am I going to find this in my iPhone so I can turn it off? <laughs> go to settings, general airdrop and then uh set set it to there there's a setting on top set it for or contacts only or can set to receiving off okay. um and then and then turn it there's a, a slider next to name drop and then just by default it's green hit it it'll go to gray and you're good to go of course if you want to use it turn it on you know it, it's a great tool to use uh, to share contact information without having to type in people's uh, information manually uh, and certainly a lot more precise and a lot faster. But at the same time, because it's wireless and because it allows anyone else with this technology to communicate with us, probably something that you wouldn't want to have on without your knowledge. Okay, there are claims in court that Meta has been designing its platforms to hook kids, not particularly surprising. No, not at all. And you know, this this lawsuit was launched uh, last month. Thirty three states in the U.S. have uh, have sued Meta in U.S. District Court in California, basically saying that they were uh, ensnaring young people using sophisticated techniques to get them addicted to the platform, doing harm to them, uh, to their mental health, um, and also willingly ignoring their thirteen and over rule that they knew very very well that uh, users who were under the age of thirteen were still signing in, but doing nothing to enforce it. Uh, and so, uh, but at the time, a lot of the complaint was redacted. If you if you read it online, it was all blacked out. Well, now uh, newer, more open versions of that complaint have been released. Uh, and they show very clearly that there were conversations within the company that they knew that all of this was going on, but they chose to do nothing about it. So it only keeps getting worse for Meta. This started a couple of years ago when Francis Haugen, the so-called Facebook, um, whistled 
whistleblower uh, stepped forward and testified in front of Congress, uh, shared a whole bunch of documentation that was very damning to the way the company was behaving uh, toward its younger users. Now we have a lawsuit that kind of continues that trend and shows that if you're a parent, don't be trusting Mark Zuckerberg with your kid. You should be having those conversations with your kid instead. We're learning more apparently about what caused Sam Altman to be fired, and it was all about an AI breakthrough. I'd break yeah. this down because then, you know, for people in the tech world, Sam Altman, everybody knows the story from start to finish. A lot of other people probably need to be reminded who he is. Yeah, Sam Altman is the CEO and co-founder of OpenAI. That may not sound familiar to us, but ChatGPT certainly is. OpenAI is the creator of ChatGPT. They really are at the center of this kind of new AI revolution. Sam Altman is sort of the Pied Piper of the of the AI world. He's kind of like Steve Jobs uh, in AI. And what we're hearing now, he was he was fired uh, at, from his role. Uh, company was very cryptic about why he was fired, and then a few days later, he was rehired. Uh, and now, of course, everyone's kind of digging through saying, what happened? What prompted the board to fire him? Now we're starting to see some some details emerge. And apparently uh, he was suggesting just before he was fired that there had been some kind of breakthrough uh, you know, in technology. And now we know more about it. It's apparently a new algorithm known as QSTAR. Uh, and the, the thing that this thing could do is a piece of technology, artificial intelligence, that was able to do math problems and to do math problems fairly well. It could solve them, uh, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but in the AI world, uh, if if AI can do math, that is a major uh, kind of inflection point in the technology. It could lead to AI becoming sentient, becoming human, uh, essentially. And then those who worry about the, the sort of the doomsday future of AI, they're saying as soon as it can do math, that's when we've got to worry. So uh, uh, no, again, the board isn't saying anything. No one is really talking, uh, but this, uh, this capability would be a major uh, breakthrough in AI research, uh, and it raised a lot of moral and ethical questions, and it really got the company scared, which seems to have touched off this controversy. Now, there's a story here, but I don't even understand the headline. You'll have to break it out for me. It's about the Disney Corporation. <laughs> Yeah, so the Disney Corporation, um, uh, uh, there was this viral sort of thing going on online just a couple of weeks ago where these posters uh, with the Disney logo on it uh, that looked like Disney posters but weren't because they were created with artificial intelligence started popping up. And normally you would think that's not such a big deal. Everyone's always paying homage to their favorite movies. Uh, the problem here was that many of them were you know, not suitable for prime time. Uh, they had racist content on them, anti-Semitic content on them, pornographic content on them, all associated with the Disney brand, uh, and of course, not with any of Disney's permission. Um, so what they've done is, uh, is and, and, and the, the, the Microsoft Bing image creator, which you can find at bing.com, uh, was being used to create these. Anyone can create it. You don't have to be an expert. I could do it. You could do it, John. Uh, and uh, so what Microsoft has done is they've tweaked the technology so that if you try to use the Disney logo, it comes out distorted. Uh, so that Disney's logo no longer is processable by the Bing image creator. We're going to see more and more of this, where brands have their content taken by members of the public who have access to these AI tools, and they can basically create whatever they want and make them look pretty bad in the process. Now, apparently, Microsoft, they may have complained. Uh, Disney might have complained to Microsoft. We're not quite sure. No one's saying anything. Um, but this is going to become a more common thing. And just because you see a really cool poster in your social media stream doesn't necessarily mean it came from Disney. Meanwhile, it seems uh, every week a new group of uh, content creators
Sanders grieves the future of AI, and Microsoft and OpenAI are, are being pursued by nonfiction authors. Yeah, this is, uh, and again, this is, you know, we, we saw this with, uh, John Grisham, uh, uh, uh George R. R. Martin, um, the, you know, the Sarah Silverman has launched a lawsuit. Uh, and now there's another new lawsuit where, uh, a, a bunch of authors have launched a, uh, a class action lawsuit. And they're trying to get more, uh, authors involved, uh, in it, basically saying that, um, that the platforms have been, uh, hoovering their information, their books from the open internet internet, using it to build their large language models, and then they are creating content based on that and not giving any uh, credit or revenue back to the original copyright owners. Uh, in this case, it's OpenAI that's being targeted, and they claim that they're not creating new content, um, that they call it derivative, and that they have filed a defense. Uh, but the reality is, is if you have published anything online, the way AI works now, you are vulnerable to this. And the copyright laws that are in place both in the U.S. and in Canada, because this will happen in the U.S., but it will set a precedent for Canada. Um, they don't, you know, they were created long before artificial intelligence became a thing. Uh, and of course, they need to be updated to reflect the realities of what constitutes copyright in the artificial intelligence era. We don't have that legal protection now. And authors with one lawsuit after another after another are sounding the, the alarm saying if they are at risk and by extension, all of us are at risk, something needs to change. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Thanks, John. Great being here. Carmi Levy on a Tech Tuesday. It's time for the news.